Hello, and welcome to Hanks for the Memory. You've got a friend in us. This is episode 67 of the Pinocchio from 2022. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. Mike, we watched this together because no shade to this movie. This movie's not made for us. Nope. I did not want to watch this alone. You came down to talk about an Elvis movie, that episode out now about girls, girls, girls. Boats, boats, boats. And we're like, we were going to do a Charlize movie. And we're like, no, let's do this because this just came out. No one's really talking about this movie other than the fact there are three Pinocchio movies out this year. Four in the last four years. Boy. Five in the last like six years or whatever (laughs) but here we are talking about pinocchio with our main man tom hanks as geppetto oh my goodness joey i think it was like a couple weeks ago i saw this was coming on disney plus and i was like it's not in theaters it's on disney plus does this mean we have to do it next and we absolutely do we absolutely did and we so we did it's a rough one why bury the hatchet or is that what the saying is no i mean that's the saying that's not the saying you mean though what so what is pinocchio (laughs) about please if people don't know pinocchio so pinocchio is is about oh god it's a very simple story <laughs> it's so simple it is about a man who carves a wooden boy out of wood and he wishes for it to be alive and it comes alive because of the blue fairy and then it gets into all kinds of mischief and if it lies his nose grows and then eventually he i guess develops a soul he becomes a good person and he becomes a real boy the end or does he in this version he might and he might not. So here's the thing. Pinocchio classic. So the tagline for this movie <laughs> is the timeless classic. Oh, T- that tells huh. me that the entirety of this production is relying upon and resting on the laurels of the original. Yes. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I think it's somewhat insidious, not in a really bad way. I think it's somewhat in the whole like, People love content and IP, but is the point of all these live action Disney movies to just A, to make money, but B, to be like, hey, the original still exists. You can go watch that one too. So I think this whole idea of like live action Beauty and the Beast, live action Jungle Book, live action Lion King, this thing, it's just for what I understand is like the people in charge are like, these kids are not going to watch these old cartoons. Like they're old, they're cartoons, they're not CGI. Are they still good or no? I don't think it's, I don't think it even matters to them. Here's a very real question for you because I haven't watched these in forever, but you have a niece and a nephew who like were were young kids not that long ago. Right, right. Did they grow up with any of these? Okay, so I remember my nephew Nicholas loved Peter Pan. The original. The original cartoon, Peter Pan. And then... I watched mostly with William and Abby. We watched a lot of Alice in Wonderland. The original. The original. That was their favorite, I think, of the Disney stuff that I could remember. Yeah. We never watched Pinocchio that much. Because, like, what's crazy is that, like, I think there is a difference, maybe, probably, between Pinocchio from the 40s. Yeah. And then Lion King from 93, where like that is like the second wave or I don't know if there's, there's probably a more official term or whatever. But there's like when when I was like real little and you were like probably still mm-hmm. a little too old for those. But like there was like from like Little Mermaid through the rise of Pixar. Right. There right. Was, there was another there was a renaissance for Disney. Definitely. And I feel like remaking any of them is not necessary. But if you're going to remake them, I guess remake the older ones makes more sense. Yeah. Like Jungle Book. more timeless. It, it gets even more confusing because most of the Disney movies are from intellectual properties that are in the public domain. And what makes them Disney is the way they add their touch, the way they design Pinocchio, the way yeah. they put a shirt on Winnie the Pooh, the way they do their certain twists of this and that and the look of everything and that. And so it's not that like Pinocchio isn't a timeless tale that can be retold. I mean, like we just said we fought, we watched trailers for like five Pinocchio movies today. It's the Disney version of it feels 
antiquated. It feels locked in a moment. It feels like they want to remake the 40s version and stick to that. But then it's not like, you know, they're throwing in jokes about Chris Pine. Like, you can't do that. Like, there, so there seems to be a line that they don't know where it is, and they're still sort of searching for it. That's the issue that I have with these movies. I don't know that it knows what it wants to be. Yeah. And I know we just talked. I'm, I'm wary to be like, hey, go listen to this other episode on a different show about a different movie altogether. But, like, we just watched Girls, Girls, Girls. The Elvis movie. And I love that because it didn't know what it wanted to be. Right, this right. I don't like because it doesn't know what it wants to be because it's like, you're right. Like, it feels, a lot of it feels like, let's teach kids how to be good kids. Yeah. Here's what peer pressure is. Here's why you shouldn't, you know, trust, you know, be wary of strangers, all this different stuff, whatever. It's very, I think, in your face kind of about like, not necessarily as a full bad way, but like kind of as a, as a bad thing. Like, it's like, hey, this is how to be a good kid. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, and again, I haven't seen them in a while, the older one are more subtle about lessons they're imparting. But then, to your point, they're making jokes about Chris Pine, they're doing this, they're doing that, and it's like, are you trying to make the adults laugh? But like, I'm sure that they didn't make this movie knowing it would get dumped on Disney+. Plus. Maybe they did, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I feel like with a Disney Plus thing, the parents don't necessarily have to be in the room. Yes. Because like for a five-year-old, yeah. if you're going to the theater, you're bringing the five-year-old to the theater, you have to sit through this. Yeah. But theoretically, if you have a five-year-old and you're at home, you could, like, let them watch in the living room. You could be a room over or whatever and just, like, keep an eye on them. But, like, you don't have to sit through the thing. Yeah. So I think there's, like, less pressure to be, like, for the parents. I don't you know, know what this is. I'll tell you what not bothers me but, like, confuses me on another level. So, like, original Pinocchio, Disney version, children's film, parents and adults and everyone of every age went to see it because – there weren't a lot of animated movies. I mean, it might have been the first full-length anime. There weren't a lot of movies either. Yeah, but I think it might have been the first full-length animated feature film yeah. ever. So there was a precedent set with that. So like every people, have, that's why it's a classic because no one had ever seen anything like it before. Now I feel like the world is jaded, not just about animation, but about CGI and special effects and all that kind of shit. So no one's going to this to see how great the CGI but wolf it, is. But I will say the movie looks great. It does look great but i expect every movie to look like this in 2022 so there's no technological advancement to get me into the seat in the way like avatar is trying to do and they're not trying to right and they're not trying to i think that's the issue i think it's a lack of effort and again i hate being like that kind of like i don't want to just like it doesn't come off it doesn't come off that as bad as you think it does no because like i'm not out there making things i'm just sitting here critiquing things and i feel like my role in this entire podcast has been to like i don't like these movies which i don't want to be but like it annoys me when there's like hey don't you love pinocchio come see pinocchio we made pinocchio and then there's nothing about this that feels new in any way yeah. other than a chris pine joke right that's yeah or like turning the whale into a full-fledged sea monster which cool. they spend two seconds on but yeah I, I think you hit the nail on the head i think that's why after watching this i turned to you and i said I'm actually looking forward to seeing what maybe Guillermo del Toro does with Pinocchio because I know right. that he's going to put some kind of original and twist his looks on it. Creepy, and it actually has yes, it has a definitive style to it that says this is something new. Because I think the issue that I'm having here is so there's a lot of you know there's like Dolly too, and there's like all these AI things that are like generating art and generating mm-hmm. music and generating this and videos and whatever. And I feel like if you said to one of those, or if if you if even we take the AI out of the equation, you just say to, describe what a Robert Zemeckis directed Tom Hanks as Geppetto <laughs> Pinocchio live action Pinocchio would look like. It's this. Yeah. There's nothing right. about this that's just like oh that's weird. Exactly. Except maybe the Sea Beast. 
Yeah, except that. And, you know, because it's Tom Hanks, they might have added an extra scene or two of Geppetto. You know? <laughs> what I did like, and we were talking about, so, like, I think with a lot of, like, not that this is a musical, but it's a musical in the way that the non-Elvis musicals are musical. Like, there's still songs throughout whatever. Every new musical or rehashed musical or, you know, adaptation from a stage play to a musical adds one song yeah. to be eligible for the Oscars. Okay. And the character that I think that they added here, the song they added, is really good. Like, yeah. the the, the girl with the the ballerina ma- uh, marionette leg. yes yeah. her character was welcome and i think it was cool to have a young black woman as this new character like you're yeah. adding something of note and her song is pretty good and whatever but like even that feels like it feels that's expected not what they're not that like the diversity quote but i mean specifically like they're gonna add a song to be eligible, eligible. for an yeah. award yeah because if we're not doing this for an award if we're not doing this to make money why are we doing this yeah, it's interesting because like I guess that would be the one thing that they did try and add and switch things up. It didn't feel like they went 100%. It was just like the bare minimum almost, you know, like it was interesting and it fit well, but it also just felt like the least amount of effort, I yes. would say, as far as trying to make something, you know, more in there. So it's just disappointing because it's sort of short. It's like 96 minutes. The runtime on Disney Plus is bloated by the international credits and the yeah. like there's 14 minutes of credits yeah yeah so it's like an hour 51 but it's really like an hour 36 and it ends and i think we i don't think we explicitly said we i sort of joked when you did the description but like it literally ends with them walking off with geppetto and pinocchio walking off into the blue fairies blue light and like let's find out what's over here basically then <laughs> jiminy cricket floats down in front of now what's a storybook page and just like does he become a real boy i don't know that's up for you to decide or whatever it's just like and they, they cop out like they don't like we don't know how to end this movie yeah even though the entire rest of the movie is like okay so there's like the island with all the kids and there's like the donkey stuff and there's the whale and there's the nose and it's like i just watched pearl the oh, okay prequel the to x okay and it's have you seen pearl no Did you i've see seen x? x though okay i was underwhelmed yes that's i think that's correct but like pearl is weird in that so much of it doesn't really function as a movie it kind of just functions as like hey here's more about this character that you in kind of in this movie and that's the same thing and i feel like to watch pearl you need to have seen x because it's not a full story again and like there's some stuff that's i think really good in pearl but whatever the reason i bring it up here is i feel like this movie kind of wants you to have seen the original Pinocchio because they don't explain the nose thing. Mm-hmm. The nose thing just happens once. Yeah. And then it never comes back. Shocking. And so people are like, oh, yeah, the nose thing because he, when he lies. And it, it feels like there's a little bit of like required, like prerequisite homework. Yeah. But it's just like the cultural osmosis of the Pinocchio story. Yeah. Just have the Blue Fairy be like, and don't lie because something bad's going to happen if you lie or something like that. And I don't think she does that. No, she doesn't. And that's what bothers me most about remakes or reboots or whatever or what have you is like why make people do homework you have the opportunity right here to lay it all out even cleaner than the first time if you wanted to and and i turned to you when pinocchio's nose started to grow and go oh yeah i didn't think they were even going to do that in this version you know because it comes so late and it's once and if you don't know why that happens like you're you're totally lost and also the weird thing is that pinocchio knows why it happens and takes advantage of it yeah yeah that he's lying he's in the cage he's locked up he's lying and jiminy cricket's on his nose and then they need to get the key and to get the keys like he's gonna lie one more time and then tells the truth and it it shrinks like it's a weird like yeah he's seen the original pinocchio (laughs) yeah he has and is manipulating it and then the end really bothered me because it just felt like what a lot of not just like remakes or whatever do but 
I feel like modern movies do is they just they just ditch. They just ditch you at the end. They just leave. They're just like, the movie's about to end. We got to race up and get to that ending and get to our car before the movie's over and get out before the rest of the crowd. And it just felt like you said, like, the movie stops like it doesn't want to do that final scene where Geppetto wakes up in the morning and finds that Pinocchio is a real boy like why don't you want to do that did you run out of time did you run out of money it makes no sense but it just stops I was very surprised at that point I was like wow this movie just stopped trying well I think what's also weird and I thought that where you were gonna go when you started that was at the end it just becomes like a CGI like it becomes like the Marvel where everything is just CGI like that there's too. A, you pointed out that like you said he was on the beach he's probably not even on the beach he's probably on a set somewhere right lying on green that Tom Hanks is surrounded by a fishbowl with a CGI fish, a CGI cat, Jiminy Cricket, who's a CGI cricket, and a CGI puppet, a Pinocchio. Yeah. And he's lying in like a magical cave, basically. Right. Zemeckis did cast away, which I feel like of the the four Hanks Zemeckis team-ups is not only a great movie, but like yeah. the only good one of these four. Yeah. Forrest Gump is insane. Polar Express is one of the worst things I think oh that either God. of us had seen. It horrifying. also doesn't help that we watch it in like July or whatever. <laughs> And then this is whatever this is. But it's, again, it's the castaway thing where it's like, we know, we trust Tom Hanks yeah. to act against nothing. He's acting on a real island or whatever, a beach somewhere with a volleyball, and you believe it. Yeah. So we can just surround him by tennis balls, and he can carry it. And he does, but it's also like, okay, so what? Yeah. I mean, I think right when the movie started, I was like, why is the cat a CGI cat? And then later in the movie, you have another CGI cat, but he's like six feet tall and wears a coat and has shoes and stuff. And so just the logic of this universe is broken immediately to me, too, Then that I don't understand what's going on. And it's like people are shocked to see a wooden boy walking around. There's a talking fox around the corner. Yep. Well, they're not even shocked to see the talking boy. They're like, no, this school is for real boys only. That, that's out. even what's crazier. Some people are like oh think of what we could do with a Pinocchio and then the rest of the people are like oh it's just a Pinocchio it's also annoying that like this is a universe in which magic exists that there's a fairy that comes down from a wishing star that there's a wooden puppet that becomes a wooden boy that there's a six foot fox and a five foot cat or whatever <laughs> and yet like the rest of the world just normal but is it because I don't know. what is Pleasure Island? That's, that's not normal. There's like wraiths and specters and, and ghosts working yeah. with the guy from Fast and Furious. Like Owen all Shaw. kinds of yep. craziness is going on. Owen Shaw, who always has to be driving. Yep. So there are, other, and then, you know, the sea monster and stuff. So like, not that I want it. Okay. I don't want it. But imagine a sequel to this and like seeing them really blow open this Pinocchio world that, that they live in. Like what other kind of insanity must exist, well, that's, you know? I want the Pinocchio cinematic universe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the dark universe, <laughs> but Pinocchio. Because I think there will be there, there would be something really special. And I don't think it's too far fetched to imagine all of the Disney movies happen in the same universe. OK, so like theoretically, like Shrek. That's not Disney. That's I know, but the DreamWorks. idea that like all of the oh, the sure, entire yes. like yeah 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 yeah, yeah fairy yeah. tale. I think, but like you could just have Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and like and Ariel and whatever, and just yeah. have all these different people. But like they're all such distinct, and I feel like what's fun sometimes I think about the new Marvel movies and new superhero movies is that at their best sometimes they feel like a little kid playing with toys. Yeah. Or like as. I think you probably hated this movie, I think, if I remember right. But like Space Jam 2, people were like, this is dumb. It's the worst. <laughs> but I was like, this just feels like me playing with all the toys. Like, it's all my favorite characters from all the different things, like playing basketball. It's like, that doesn't make any sense, but like, who cares? I got my 
Droogs from Clockwork mm-hmm. Toys, and I've got my... Uh... But I feel like that's the kind of thing where just like you could just remix these things because Disney owns everything, especially well, since this is in the public domain. Just combine stuff. But it's like, no, we have to tell the same story that we told 80 years ago, but spend, you know, $100 million or whatever on it. You know, it's funny you say this because there was a scene very early on in the movie where I feel like you turned to me and said the movie was trying to say something like that. Okay, so Geppetto's workshop, there's all these clocks yes. on the wall, and each clock is thematic to a different Disney cartoon movie. So you got Toy Story, Sleeping Beauty, all Roger this and Rabbit. that, Roger Rabbit. And I think you said something like, what's this movie trying to say? Like, go watch these other films? Yeah. Like, these better movies? I think I think like it's an insidious way to look at it, but I think there is a certain element to the idea that to keep you on Disney Plus, or any streaming service, or just Disney Plus in this situation, reminds people of the other things that your service has to offer. That's sad but true. Where it's like, hey, you know, it's the, it's the recommendations, like, after you finish a movie, it's like, what do you want to watch next? But it's happening in the in, movie. Yeah, it's, that's wild. Hey, remember this movie? Go watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, Roger Rabbit, I'll give him because he directed Roger Rabbit. That was a Robert Zemeckis film. That's a legendary movie, you know, and, like, that, thinking of that makes me think, like, yeah, he should direct the Pinocchio. But then it's like, no. I think the issue, I think my issue with this Pinocchio thing is, like, they were too faithful to the cartoon. Yeah. Like, the talking, walking fox should have been a human. It should have just been Keegan-Michael Keel. Ke- Keen. What Keen. is it? Keen. Keen. Keegan-Michael Key. It should have just been Keegan. You, you combine Key and Peel in a, in a magical way. <laughs> I know. Into one just, like, amazing person. Jorgen, Michael Keel. <laughs> but, like, yeah, don't do that. Like, if right. you're going to have the kids turn into donkeys, make them real donkeys, not CGI donkeys. And, like, just completely get rid of whatever those smoke monsters were. Like, we just don't need that kind of stuff. But, like, what's also annoying is that the smoke monster thing is, like, I think the most visually and most creatively interesting thing in the movie. And we don't explore it. It's completely unexplained and, yeah, yeah out of nowhere. Let's talk about Hanks, I guess. Let's not talk about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Let's Boy. please talk about Hanks. Because Hanks is in the first like 20 minutes, and then like he gets separated from Pinocchio. Pinocchio goes to school, gets kidnapped, and the rest of the movie is Hanks looking for him. So yeah. like it cuts back to him just sort of exploring, holding a fishbowl and a CGI cat and just wandering around, right? That's most of it. But the beginning of the movie is him singing a couple songs, dancing with Pinocchio, doing yeah. this, doing that. And like I think it's good, because I think he's always good, but it's also, we just saw him do this in Finch. We just we had him, we saw him <laughs> yeah. have a robot dog in Finch. Finch, he's got a CGI cat here now. Yeah. Like, even when he's remaking another movie, he's remaking another movie. Yeah, instead of a robot, he's got Pinocchio. Instead of the dog, he's got the cat. And it's pretty much a one-man movie, you know? He's, like, the only human, for the most part, in it. That's weird. Yeah, Tanks has been making some weird choices lately, I'll tell you that. I mean, he did go full Geppetto here, too. Like He looks the part. But, like, thick Italian accent, like, really going for, like, the whole Mamma Mia thing. I think that's the thing. That's the issue that I've always had with this podcast from the beginning, that for years, like, when we chose Keanu and then we eventually chose, like, Affleck that became Charlize and whatever, all of the people that we talked to were like, you gotta do Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the best. But the Tom Hanks thing is like, he's always good and that's boring. Yeah. I would exclusively like to watch good movies, but like they're good movies in that they're boring in that you know what's coming. So I think the thing I like most about Hank's stuff that we've covered, because like you said, like, you know, you always kind of know what you're going to get. Like my favorite stuff so far has been like Bonfire of the Vanities or like Pardew, right. you know, like things where it's like off the rails and he's off the rails and he's, you know, but that's so few and far between. And those are considered failures. So I think remember for like much of the run of this podcast, I was like, I want Hanks as a villain. And then we got Road to Perdition. I was like, oh, no, I don't want this. Yeah, it was too dark. Like, I don't know what I want. I just don't want Batman villains anymore. Like Geppetto was like, oh, it was like almost like a stereotype. 
You know, like I don't even think Roberto Benigni would have played it like this. Well, I mean, we we could there's we, we could watch proof that. of what Benigni did, right? <laughs> we could we could see, but I just I'm not saying Hanks can't be Geppetto or anything like that, but it just like give us a new take. It just again, it all feels so old. Is there anything else to talk about with this movie? <laughs> not, I don't, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Jiminy Cricket. Cynthia Arrivo as a blue fairy is good, but she's in one. She's oh, in one scene. So like, as much as I'm glad we didn't get a lot of songs, I was very confused that like musical numbers would start and then just like get cut short. You know, like I don't think they finished one entire song throughout the entire movie, except maybe the Blue Fairies. And it was extreme. It was like a minute and a half. It was like super duper short, whatever the song. So that was just like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm glad because I was expecting them shoehorning in all these songs that weren't in the original movie. And they only really did that once. And it was like a good new song. So I don't know. All that kind of stuff just sort of threw me for a loop, too. Again, I think it's like the, you know, the song. We don't have to waste time on it. Yeah, it is. Weird, You've though. heard it. But it's like... When you wish upon a star, it's like somewhere over the rainbow, like sing the whole song. Um, anything else to say about Pinocchio? Pinocchio. No, not really. I mean, if anyone out there really wants to watch all the different versions of Pinocchio and write us, please do so. But I would never wish that upon my worst enemy. So <laughs> stay away. So we have coming up still A Man Called Otto, Asteroid City, and a new movie called Here. These are the three so, that are on his IMDb. A man called Otto. Yep. Cranky retired man strikes up an unlikely friendship with his boisterous new neighbors. I was invited to a sneak preview of that and did not go. That comes out in theaters, at least, maybe. Who knows? December 14th, the same day as Avatar. Good luck. Good luck, little Hanks movie. Then we got Asteroid City, the Wes Anderson movie. Oh, okay. It's coming out supposedly this year, but I've heard nothing about it. And if it comes out this year, I'd be surprised. And then here. Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. Another Zemeckis. Uh-oh. Set in one single room and follows the many people who inhabit it over the years and years from the past to the future. So it's Tom Hanks and Robin Wright and who knows. So that's play everybody? That's a Forrest Gump. Oh, I hope not. It could be Forrest Gump meets Cloud Atlas. I don't trust <laughs> if the Wachowskis did it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Zemeckis doing it? Nope. But yeah, Jenny and Forrest back together. Jenny. Forrest. You know, I think that there is a real divide. And if you look at the numbers, like there's like 67 episodes of this. Now there's like 43. that Tom Hanks like I don't want to say he needs to work but it's more like I love to work like let's make as many movies as we can do movies movies and Tom Cruise is like movies are sacred and special and I only do one a year and I risk my entire life to make it yeah (laughs) but you know it's all good I did say to you while we were watching this movie that I would love to see Nicolas Cage as Geppetto yeah and I would never disagree with you about that. Like, I know that, like, there's, there's a part of me that wants him in every movie, but there's another part of me that's just like, mm, we're good. But here, I do think that the song and dance and, like, the whimsical, like, it's a thing that we're like, yeah, yeah. Hanks can do it, but I want to see if Cage can do it. I think he can, but I want to see him try. I think so, too. I think he would have been good. They're like, Geppetto is a very sort of nervous energy character, you know, and Cage can do that very yeah. well, too. So, I like, all the, like, oh, no, what? Ah, like, look out. Oh, no. Anyway, we got maybe one or two more of these this year. Who knows? We just put out a new Elvis episode, Girls, Girls, Girls. So go check that out if you want more of this. And go to cageclub.me slash shows for all the shows. Mike's got a couple monthly shows. 
and other ongoing shows he does with Brian Rodriguez. I've got a couple every other week shows and a weekly show. And, you know, just go to cageclub.me slash shows. We just did the plugs in the other episode. I don't want to do them all again. <laughs> you know how to find us. Email us. Mailbag. Hanks at cageclub.me or just mailbag at cageclub.me. Either one. It'll come to us. Keep watching, I guess. I don't know. Like, I wish I want one of these to look forward to the Hanks movies. Because, yeah. like, I, I do think that, like, when he when he does a thing, it's great. But he's got to get into like a Stephen King movie or something like something. I don't know why I want everyone to do a horror film all of a sudden, but like I want Elvis to do a horror film. I want I want Hanks to do a horror film. You know, has has Tom Cruise? He played a vampire once, so that was good. He's also in the Mummy, and he and he fought the Mummy. So for all things Hanks and the memories, go to cageclub.me, Facebook.com/slash Cage Club, or at Cage Club Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us mailbag at cageclub.me and come back next time maybe later this year who knows for a new movie or probably early next year who knows you know whenever Hank's got a new one out we'll, we'll do it I'm Joey Lewandowski and I'm Mike Manzi and we'll see you next time right here on Hank's for the Memories uh, do, do, do you approve of the name Pinocchio?